Welcome to another episode of the Hoop Talk Podcast by fans for fans. I'm Ryan. There's my guy, Jalen. What's up, everybody? This podcast is where we discuss all things basketball, so expect a lot of hot takes, debates, and true display of basketball knowledge. Let's get right into it. We have a very, very, very special guest here on the Hoop Talk Podcast today. He is the creator of High Level. Please welcome Steven Adiyemi. What's good? What's good? What's good? So, Stephen, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Stephen Adeyemi. I'm raised in Vegas. Pretty much uh, do basketball highlights and make safe for uh, guys, pro, and some guys in college. And, yeah, man, that's pretty much what I'm doing so far right now. So we talked off camera about some of the athletes that you have done mixtapes for. Who are some of the athletes? Uh, done guy for guy called uh, Trevor Thompson plays in the TBAT tournament. Uh, PJ, uh, uh, Pierre Jackson, uh, CJ Watson, Raquel Bridges, PJ Dozier, some more uh, WNBA, WA player, all star MVP. I can't remember her name right now, but so many more coming. Also, yeah, those those are done so far right now. That seems like a loaded list. Do you do you have any athletes in particular that in particular that you would like to do a mixtape of? It's probably like LeBron, man. And LeBron could <laughs> show me some love, man. LeBron probably that's a goat for sure. Yeah. At the end of the episode, we'll definitely put out your social media. We want we would love to see Le, uh, LeBron James mixtape from yeah. from you, Stephen. But let's talk about let's talk today about All Star voting. So the All Star voting just came out. About a, couple, about a couple of days ago. And Stephen, I want to start with you. What are some of your instant reactions to the all-star voting? So far, the way they got, they getting it right so far. Like they scrub uh, Bradley Bill last year. Like Bradley Bill on like, I, can't, I think he's like on the top five or like the top seven so far. Bradley Bill for sure. It looks like they getting it right though with, with Trey Young. I think Trey Young might have a chance this year and like, Guys like that, I, I don't win a lot of games, but I put up big numbers. I think they for sure deserve to be an all-star because it's really – it's all-star, not team accomplishment, really. So. And, Jalen, I, I, I know you're happy about uh, Zach Levine and Bradley Beal because if, if you all know, Stephen, Jalen is a huge Chicago Bulls fan. He's also a huge Washington <laughs> Wizards fan. So, Jalen, how do you feel that – Zach Levine and Bradley Beal are in the top five this year. So, I mean, like you said beforehand, they're both in the top five voting for the Eastern Conference. And I, I think that, like, that's respectable, bro. Like, I mean, legitimately, when it comes to Bradley, the thing with him is not even just the snubbings beforehand. It's really just how he's doing this season. Like, realistically, if you looked at Bradley Beal's numbers and you take a look back, Bradley is almost having as good of a season as James Harden had when he was when, when he won the MVP. It's the only thing is it's not reflecting in, in his team record. And so he's not being discussed on the same level as a James Harden MVP track level player this season, even though, like, you know, the statistics would say otherwise. With Zach Levine, you already know what time it is, bro. Come on now. He's been doing his thing for the last couple of weeks now in particular, been shooting the hell out of the ball. And at the end of the day, I mean, he's making the Bulls respectable. But, Ryan, I, I got to flip the script on something real quick because you know I love my guys, but we got to show love to the two big homies, 
down low and DeMontis Sabonis and Julius Randle, though. No, These are the two. I look, I'm going to tell you this right now. DeMontis Sabonis, you know, he made the all-star game last season or whatever, but Julius Randle, Jeremy Grant, like those are two guys right there. I don't think you're going to see that name pop up on this list often. So I think this year might be their best chance to snipe a spot. So it's good to see that they're in the top 10 for the votes and that people are actually watching and know these guys is hooping right now. Yeah, Julius for sure, man. The New York Knicks, he's killing for sure. He's a nice guy too. I met him like about like three summers ago when I was playing AU ball. Him and his mom, I was playing like they came through our game or whatever. He's a pretty nice dude though. That's for sure. Yeah. That's huge. And Julius Randle has been – the one of the main bright spots for the New York Knicks. I highlighted that he's averaging a double double, but one of the things that I said on one of our most recent episodes was that I was very surprised that he was averaging close to six assists a game. And I think that's another element of his game. That's that hasn't really been touched on a lot is that he's a very good facilitator as well. Um, And then DeMontis Sabonis, like I mentioned that he's on a Pacers team that I believe is a true contender to possibly win the Eastern Conference, especially with the way he's playing. And I think that Sabonis is actually an underrated MVP candidate. And I think that it's it's very interesting to see that Sabonis and Randall are in the bottom half of the top 10 instead of the top instead of the uh the top half of the top 10. And I, I think mainly also because like it, it's crazy to see that are how loaded the Eastern Conference guard or the Eastern Conference front court section is, especially with Giannis and Joel and uh, Kevin Durant as well. Stephen, would you agree? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. getting there. It's getting there for sure. We bam too, for sure. Yeah. Jalen, would you say that Kevin Durant and LeBron James would be the two All Star captains if there were an All Star game this year? Now, I think that one is tricky because I'm sure that everybody is probably a little little over watching LeBron James draft all-star teams. It's too much collusion in the air, bro. It seemed like every time this man drafted a team, the media get to thinking he got some kind of background play going on, trying to get f- finesse guys away from their team, maybe talk them up a little bit. But in all seriousness, though, I really think that, like, I think KD will definitely be one of them. Uh, I think it'll be really interesting to see how he goes about it. Cause we all know KD just want to hoop. So I feel like he'll pick his team with that kind of mentality behind it. I think with this year, when it comes to the Western conference, I think you could argue a couple of different players. Obviously I think LeBron James is obviously at the top of that list. I think Kawhi Leonard will be extremely hilarious in terms of watching him draft the team, just because I really don't know what Kawhi's logic will be behind drafting a squad, but I feel like he's so cerebral to a certain extent that I feel like he would actually pick a really interesting squad and maybe even pit some of KD's teammates against him for all we know. But I think another teammate, another potential all-star that could be like in that running could be Steph. Cause if KD's on the other side, you already know that there's going to be another interesting dynamic. If you put his former teammate as the other, you know, lead guy, I don't know if Steph Curry based on team success has earned being, you know, the team captain, on the west side, but, hey, at the same time, I think it would be really interesting to see somebody else. I think it's interesting that it could be somebody else. I think there's a lot of people that it could be. I think the 
I, I think it would be funny if it was Damian Lillard and Paul George, but Paul George is on the Western Conference. So I don't think it would happen. But Stephen, do you think that there should be other captains this year besides LeBron James, besides Giannis? Uh, probably KD, because KD is actually leading the votes. KD has more votes than LeBron, actually, right now. Probably KD and LeBron. It's, you can't get tired of greatness. So probably them too, man. I don't, I don't think you just pass out LeBron like – it's always LeBron. LeBron is the face of the league. KD is right next to him. K- Giannis was just there because KD wasn't there for a the couple of years. But <laughs> he's back now. Giannis got like, to sit back down and just watch, watch the greatness, man. Oh, man. And I feel like with with the current list, especially when it gets narrow, when it gets time to narrow it down to the all-star teams, I feel like there are going to be a few snubs. So, Steven, I want to start with you. Who is a player that you believe could be a potential snub from the All-Star game? For sure, probably Julius Randle, Christian Wood. They probably going to snub him. Uh, let me see a guard that's been killing. I don't know. Jamal Murray, you should make it. Jamal Murray should make the All-Star team. Probably those two right now. Probably not. Probably those. Luca, Luca, Luca. He's struggling this year. He's struggling this year, but Lucas should still make it. But I feel like it's just gonna be those guards, those big time guards that are having a good year. But because uh, I don't think big men get that much spot. It's mostly like guards that get all star voted. Then like big men get like four. It's like four because it's like forwards. Yeah, it's like yeah. center and outside forwards. So small forward is like and power forward are like forwards. So centers are just like I don't think they do center anymore. So. Yeah, pretty much just two, Julius Randle and probably Christian Wood. Jalen, would you agree? Do you think it's do you think it's Julius Randle and Christian Wood, or do you see another potential snub? Well, man, I already know that Julius Randle slander is in the air, bro. Because they, you know, they ain't nobody trying to mess with the Knicks, even though they know they know in their heart of hearts the Knicks kind of doing a thing right now, and they just signed Derrick Rose, so they're on the uptick. But I mean, I think Shay, Shay is like, you know, he's closing in on 100,000 votes from like, you know, from the initial voting poll that took place. I think that's a dude who should probably be in the mix. I mean, he's the only reason why like Oklahoma City makes sense right now, if we're going to be honest. Outside of that, a lot of other guys they have are really just prospects in the making. Even guys like Darius Baisley and Hamadou Diallo, they've been on the squad for like at least two years or whatever. But if we just looking at a couple of guys like, you know, over in the East, I think there's a handful of guys that you could think of. Colin Sexton, young bull, I'm pretty sure that bro is going to be like right on the outside. But bro been hooping pretty much all year. It's been a little inconsistent, but like, you know, he he woke the world up a little bit with that, with those Nets games, both of them <laughs> in the same week coming off an injury. So, I mean, there's definitely that. And then low key, bro, I don't like I don't like this much as a player, but I think that Jeremy Grant has a good has a good case. I mean, you could argue that part of his statistics is just the fact that like, bro, you you're a pretty good player on a really bad team. But it's like at the same time, like you're doing so much significantly better than everybody else on your team that like you're the only you're the only reason why people like watch the Pistons right now. So, like, right. I think that he's another guy who I think could sneak in there. But if I had to say somebody who I know is my favorite that might get snubbed, it's going to be Julius Randle because, eh, like I said, I think they sleeping on, bro. They, I don't think they realize, Ryan, that this bad man hooping because 
he's been going crazy. <laughs> I think that one one guy that you didn't mention that I hope doesn't get snubbed is Zach Levine. And especially the way that he's been playing at this point, I don't think he will be snubbed. But I will say Colin Sexton is a potential snub. He currently sits at 207,218 votes. But honestly, I, I made the campaign to start or actually I, I wanted to start the campaign for Colin Sexton for most improved player. And he's been proving that for the most part, he's averaging just under 24 points a game. He's shooting close to 49% from the field. I mean, he's playing his best basketball since he was at Alabama. And I think that Colin Sexton, I, I think he would be, he would be fun to watch at the all-star game, but this actually leads me to my next question because of a potential all-star game, potentially not having the all-star game. Steven, I want to start with you. What are your thoughts on the NBA possibly having an all-star game? Honestly, I don't think they should do it. It's not juice. Like, if the fans is not there, like, it's not as juice as possible. Like, did you watch the last uh, all-star game they have? Because on Kobe, you saw fans went into it. Like, I feel like all-star game is for the fans to be engaged and, like, the dunk contest to be. Like, I know they're going to go to the all-star game. Nobody wants to cheer for guys that's not on their team. Like, while I want to cheer for them, I'm competing to win the ring. While, like, like it's not going to be as juice and, like, competitive as much because of COVID, too. People are already crying about it. And, like, I feel like they just they should just have the all-star voting or and just keep it like that, just keep it going. To be honest, I don't, I don't see the point of having the game without the fans engaging. And, Jalen, we were talking off-camera about some of the potential possibilities of not having an all-star game and some of the pros and cons of having an all-star game. Jalen, what do you believe are some of the pros and cons of having an all-star game? So, like, so, Steven, what we were basically discussing off camera was the fact that, like, you have to put into, like, perspective exactly what the all-star game is, right? Like you said, it's for the fans. So it's like a three-day weekend, like, big old conglomerate. You got a good handful of players, this, that, and the third in terms of, you know what I mean? Like, having so many guys in one spot for all these different kinds of events, the skills challenge, you know, the rising star stuff and all that. But, like, let's bring it down just strictly to the all-star game. So you mean to tell me that you're going to put 24 of the best players in the world all in the same place, and if one of them, one of them contract COVID, or there's even one sign of contact tracing for a three-day event, you're going to be forced to sit 24 superstars down for two weeks after. They, they I don't know say, if they want that smoke, bro. They actually say they want to do it. This is only going to be one day. So they're going to have the dunk contest and the three-point contest and the all-star game. That's the only thing that they're talking about doing. So it's That's just, even – to me, to me, if you look at it like that, it's even worse because that's even more – that means even if they say, okay, it's, it's not three days' worth of events, but it's still going to be like enough time where they get three days' worth of rest or whatever, I still yeah. look at it as, okay, cool. So we – so so – Basically, they're throwing it all into one day, which means everybody's going to be in the same environment for, you know, a pretty short period of time trying to get everything pumped out. So if they have all of that stuff take place, you got, like I said, you got some of the best players in the world, let alone, you know, the NBA itself. 
all in the same place, all in the same environment. And like I said, if even one player gets caught up and the contact tracing thing goes along, because we've seen we I know I know y'all remember the game where Tyrese Max he had to drop like almost 40 points because the 76ers had like no players because of COVID protocol. Like it's one of them things where you could legitimately look at what was going on with that, and that could be something that could hit every team or a majority of the teams in the league. How in the world, how who in the world is watching Brooklyn if James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving all are out due to contract uh contact tracing? Like it's stuff like that where it's like, yo, think about the bottom line. Like you're not gonna get any dubs out of like you say, I think it's even worse or even more of a risk. Like, bro, you're not you you try to make one day's worth of bread, like <laughs> for for you know, a season commitment when you're talking about trying to finish up the rest of the year. Yeah. Oh no, bro. That's tricky. I feel like there's too much at stake for there to be an all-star game. But granted, I would still watch an all-star game if there was still an all-star game. But I feel like there's too much at risk. And Jalen, you pointed it out. I want to I want to say I want to add on to that. What is the dunk contest like without fans? Yeah. I just don't I don't think anybody would want to see that. I feel like you know the the energy that comes with the all-star game from the fans, from the players, the excitement as well. I feel like we're not going to get that this year. I feel like it won't be the same this year considering that there will most likely be no fans. Now, granted, there might be some fans, but I feel like having that packed arena of basketball fans watching the three-point contest, watching the dunk contest, watching the skills competition, watching even the rookie and the sophomore game as well. I feel like that it's not going to be the same this year, especially with COVID. And I mean, bro, if you look at it too, even the fans thing is kind of questionable. You know, we got that one lady uh, at the Lakers game, John at LeBron. And I mean, hey, look, bro, my first thing for me was this, bro. Did did y'all know that they was that they was giving out court size seats during COVID, bro? I didn't even know they was doing that until that whole thing popped off. So I don't know if she ruined it for everybody, cause like you know, I don't I don't know if she has that kind of static. You know, we got heckler fans throughout NBA history, and sometimes it's for good, sometimes it's for bad. But I don't know. I think it's tricky overall. But like at the end of the day. I'm trying to see my boy play. So, like, if we can, it's cool. But at the same time, like I said beforehand, the risk is obviously there. So, it's tricky. So, you touched on the point of fans, and especially the one fan that was at the Hawks game, Jalen. I want to throw this question to Steven first. Mm -hmm. Do you think there should be fans at the All-Star game if there is an All-Star game? Man, that's a tough question. I mean, I want fans to be there, but safety first, though. Safety first. So, uh, I don't know, to be honest. I don't know. I feel like it would be fine if fans would say, but I don't think it's safe right now to have fans in all starting because fans always don't want to autograph, want to be around the, the players. You know, fans in the all star games are crazy, they're like super. Those are the, the fans that go to the All-Star games are like super fans. They're, they're not regular fans. They're super fans that come from everywhere in the country. So they're going to be crazy. They're going to – somebody come over from China, you know they want to see LeBron or they want to shake up uh, uh, Giannis or somebody like that for sure. So I don't know about having fans would be 
would be the right move, but uh, but yeah. Jalen, what do you think? Fans or no fans? I think Steven said it best, bro. It, that joint is kind of tricky. And it's like, like you said, like he said beforehand, for real, like it's the super fan aspect of it. Like, do you understand? Like, I like I think I get why they push it so hard for it. Like, Steven kind of just made it all make sense. Like, bro, do you understand the kind of financials that go into like an all-star weekend? Like, bro. Is tickets being booked, flights getting caught, <laughs> hotels being stayed at. It's people going from like all over the country to get a like a, a, a one-time shot at seeing everybody in the same spot. But let's be real. Should we really have everybody flying all over the place, sitting all up near everybody to watch a basketball game? Pressing up on one of my bros that's trying just trying to hoop, mess around, get contact tracing. Now my Bulls can't get anywhere close to the playoffs. I I don't know. So I think here's the thing about it, right? Because the first thing I thought of uh, coming into this podcast, we talk about the fans part was like Ryan. I think you might know about this a little bit more, Stephen. If you ain't seen it, I I kind of fill you in a little bit, but like. Ryan, you know how, like, the WWE had the little weird COVID stretch where they were putting all the fans up on the Zoom calls? They did it for the bubble, too, uh, Steven, if you remember that stuff. It was, like, WWE kind of did it a little extra. They had, like, four whole walls worth of Zoom yeah, call screens and stuff. Yeah, bro. It was, like, I don't know. And the NBA, like, flirted with it a little bit, but it almost seemed like an exclusive club to get on there low-key. But I feel like maybe you could do some stuff like that, but I don't know if that's a vibe. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know if the dunk contest is better virtual. I don't know how to look. We saw the little weird horse contest thing on ESPN a couple months back, and that jump was whack. I mean, that jump was whack. So I don't really know, but. Yeah, I think Steven said it best, bro. It's definitely a tricky thing, but because, you know, we talk about super fans, you'd hate to take that opportunity away. But at the same time, it's like, yo, I don't I don't see the logic. I don't, I, you know, I don't see. And like I said, I don't want to say that Shorty ruined it for everybody, but I know that the NBA got to be at least on their toes about whatever the heck that whole situation was, too. I feel like there's too much to take into account, you know, flying fans as well as, you know, trying to find the hotels for the players to stay in all the protocols, all the health protocols that the players need in order to um, stay at the location for the all-star game, which I don't know if they have that set yet as well. I think it was in Indiana at the, uh, the Baker, the banker's life field house at Indianapolis. I could be wrong, but I feel like there's too much at stake in order to have fans at games. Now, I remember at the bubble when they did the that when they had the wall with all the fans there. Um, I thought that was a, a, a very innovative idea. I think they should take that into consideration. But honestly, if they have fans there, they they have to take every measure possible to make sure that the that the health and safety of the players is protected. But I wanted to throw another question out as well, because the NFL had made their Pro Bowl virtual. It was more of a celebration, and they played the Pro Bowl on Madden uh, 21. Oh, for real? 
Yeah, for real. For real. <laughs> so, Stephen, I want to start with you on this one. Could we could we possibly see the NBA All Star Game or the Skills Competitions or the Rookie Sophomore Game on NBA Two K Twenty One? No, <laughs> just because I'm telling you, the game is just so terrible. I play. I used I used to do Strip Two K on yeah, The game is so terrible. I don't think the NBA want to get involved with that. But I don't know. I don't. I don't think they'll do it. I don't think. I don't think nobody wants to. Did you see what happened when they did that ESPN guys were playing with uh, DeMarcus Cousin and Patrick Beverly and Katie? No, nobody want to watch it, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's the same feeling. Nah, I don't think they would do it. I mean, I know they had the the skills competitions and the dunk contest on the old NBA Live games. I would know. I, I have NBA Live 05, and I used the dunk contest, and I played the dunk contest all the time. But, Jalen, I kind of – want to get your perspective is do you think they should have the all-star game festivities on nba 2k21 so i'm with steven bro the game has switched up on him bro i ain't been cool at 2k since probably shoot probably 18 it was probably the last time the slaughters made sense <laughs> so like for real for real though like i think that the the thing with with 2k is just like that's a rage game right there, boy. Like, for real. And you talk about that kind of souped up energy on there. It's gonna be, it's gonna be different. But here's where I'm gonna flip the script. I'm gonna go ahead and ask y'all this question. Steven, I'm gonna put you on a spot real quick, bro. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have you pick the east. I'm gonna have Ryan pick the west for me. But if you was on the spot, let's say you had to let's like say you had to play the all-star game, real life or on 2K. If, it, if we're not doing it as, oh, these are the two team captains, draft, draft, this, that, and the third, and we just did it straight up the way all of us grew up on, which is, you know, East versus West. Steven, you know, you, you, didn't, see the, you didn't see the votes. You didn't see how everything adds up. What would be yeah. your starting five in the Eastern Conference for the All-Star game if you were the person that got the picky? My starting five? Yeah, for the East. For the East and the West? East? Just for the East. I'm going to let Ryan pick the West. East, you got to go with – I think I got it right here. I'll put my vote in. Let me look in my vote. (laughs) He said, let me go check my receipts real quick. Yeah, for sure. For the East, I'll probably go with Trey Young. Point. Uh. East, no, 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 take that back. I forgot, I forgot, I forgot. Hardy and KD are in the East now. Oh, I was about to say, boy. I Hardy, was gonna say Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie. He's got the uh, Brooklyn Big Hardy, Three. KD, Bam, and uh, probably in beef. We got you got four or five. Uh, KD, Kyrie, Arden, Embiid, and Bam. Oh, he's sleeping on Bradley, too. Man. He's sleeping on Bradley, too, Ron. It's cool. It's cool. Ah, Bra- Bra- Bradley. Uh, oh, see? see? I think I think that might lead I'll to probably, another question. I'll probably, I'll probably take uh, Arden <laughs> off and put Bradley on for sure. I ain't too mad at that, though. I ain't too mad at that, though. Because, you know, statistically, it don't look like that. But they're getting asked to do two totally different things. So you can't even measure it at that. Yeah. But Ryan, okay. So who you got in the West then? 
Well, you obviously can't have an all-star team without LeBron James. So LeBron James is my first selection. Um, why not go with his running mate in Los Angeles, Anthony Davis? I'll put him at the four. I would say Jokic at the five. He's a very dominant center, which leaves my two guard positions. Obviously, Steph Curry, the greatest shooter of all time, needs to play the point. I'm going to say Donovan Mitchell as my shooting guard. Y'all both are different. No Bradley, no Kawhi, no PG. Y'all are different. Y'all are built, y'all are built something, something for real. No, nah, for real, though, I think it's just funny because, you know, I think this is a year where I think for sure that everybody has to be a little bit creative about how they go about this process for the All-Star game in general. Obviously, I'm with Steven. I ain't trying to see that John on 2K. I don't even want to see that John on NBA Live. I'm out. But at the same time, I think if we can get some interesting teams or like some kind of interesting like all-star game dynamic, like I think it would at least maybe be worth a shot. But I think at the end of the day, bro, I think we're going to still, if we get a game, I think we're going to get a decent game. I think it's just great that this year we get to see some names that like in a normal year, I feel like wouldn't pop up as much, right? Like Zach Levine, I've been pushing for him to be an all-star for like probably the last two or three years specifically. This year is probably like one of his one of his better shots. Somehow Derrick Rose keep coming on this list. That's the homie, but like I don't know how he keep popping up on these lists with these votes like this. I would say Carmelo too. Car- Carmelo's Fan another favorite. one. Huh? Fan favorite. Yeah, know. true, true. Everybody hates you, Rose. Everybody loved you, Rose. Yeah, that's a that's an ageist wonder, low key. Yeah, you you can watch that dude play all day. But then, of course, you throw in guys like Julius Randle, Jeremy Grant. I mean, look, me and me and Ryan was joking about it earlier. This man, Clay Thompson, almost got a hundred thousand votes. He ain't even playing, bro. I don't know if it's just the fans playing around or if they just really want to see my bro shoot. But either way, he gonna still give you buckets. I was telling him beforehand, he can stand on the he can stand on the side. Uh, corner threes with the boot on to be cooling but yeah I just think it's really interesting I think depending on how the teams are made up I think that'll tell us a lot about maybe how the game could go too yeah well I kind of want to pose this question as well especially with the since we're talking about the all-star game and we're making predictions about the all-star game what about the dunk contest and the three-point contest Steven I I actually was thinking about that right now that question yeah, Steven, who you do you have any predictions? Do you have any players who you think could be in the dunk contest and the three point contest? Honestly, with the dunk contest this year, without fans, I feel like they should just get professional dunkers that, that dunk for a living. And I feel like they'll be more engaged in watching that instead of guys being less jealous or like, because you know, guys be jealous at times and there's no fans. I feel like they watch somebody like professional dunkers that do some ridiculous dunk. They're all gonna be engaged because they don't really know them. You know, they gonna have the extra juice to it. I feel like probably getting professional dunkers and NBA dunkers to see how that maybe put them together and see who's a better dunker or just get professional dunker. I feel like we'll bring more extra juice. Like just change it up since there's no fans. But the three point contest, I feel like you you, you can keep the three point contest the same as like the how it is. But I'll probably like. Probably like uh, this guy from Brooklyn. I can't remember his name right now. He's leading the league right now on three point. Oh, Joe Harris. Joe Harris. Probably Joe Harris, Steph Curry, Trey Young for sure. Probably Zach Levine. 
Black Lagoon shooting pretty well too. It's like uh probably I don't know. That's probably my four right now so far. Yeah. Jalen, what do you think? Actually, on the on the first question, because Stephen posed a pretty interesting point. Do you feel like that there should be professional dunkers doing the dunk contest instead of players this year? Bro, I think they should have been thinking about that a while ago. The minute he said it, I was like, yo, that would be so lit. Because I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, yo, if, we, if we're just going to keep it a bean, bro, the dunk contest has been kind of like, you know, it's been kind of weak lately. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they pulling stuff out that just, like, it's like, wow. You know what I mean? Like, I remember, like, there was some – it wasn't really hype, but it was hype at the same time when, like, y'all remember RIP a bro, but y'all remember when Chadwick Boseman handed my man's Victor Oladipo the, you know, the Black Panther helmet. He put the joint on there, went on to go dunk. It's like, okay, bro, was it really the dunk that was live or was it the prop that was live? You know what I mean? It's becoming such a prop league for the – for the dunk contest, these real dunkers out here, bro. Right. The stuff they are doing is ridiculous. I mean, crazy stuff. You, I mean, YouTube has blown has like has blown some of these guys out the water in terms of like how they're showing up when you look at some of the newer dunks. Like you almost don't see NBA players pop up even as much anymore when we're talking about real freestyle dunking you know this is big oh that dunking has almost become a sport in itself which is really interesting too so i think that idea would be fire because low-key we just need something else like i said earlier on bro this is a year where you got to kind of put a different flavor on certain stuff because everything is unprecedented these might not be guys that people everybody knows like how it would be with an nba player but bro i barely knew terrence ross when he won his too bro so i don't know like let these guys on YouTube eat. I think it would be tough. And then in terms of the three-point contest, man, yeah, I'm going to need everybody. Bro, I'm going to need everybody that's clean with it. Joe Harris, obviously, he's won it in the past. Steph Curry, he's won it in the past. I think Trey, uh, Trey Young probably should be in there. I agree with that one. I think D-Book should get back in there. Uh, I want to see a bro get back on, the, uh, get back on that one, too. Uh, I think you know, I think even Dame could give a lot of people a run for his money, man. As long as we don't see Russell Westbrook or Andrew Wiggins in the three-point contest, I'm good to go, bro. I, I, I don't need any of that energy in my life. I know Andrew Wiggins shooting like almost 40% from three. It's a mirage, bro. I don't need y'all getting it twisted. And and with Russ, shout out to you, my bro. I'm going to just leave it at that. I, I, don't, I just don't want to see you in that problem. I don't want to see you in that mix. I feel like it's it's easy to say Joe Harris and Steph Curry for the three-point contest. I would say Devin Booker. I would throw him in that conversation. Zach Levine as well. I think that was a very good suggestion, um, Stephen. I also think maybe Paul George should be in the three-point contest. Oh, he just taking next from everybody, huh? He's on his revenge, revenge tour, and he's going to show us he's a three-point specialist now. I mean, okay. I, I would love to see Damian Lillard and Paul George go one-on-one in a game of horse, but I would also like to see Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon go off in a dunk contest oh again. I mean, I don't think it'll happen, but any possibility that that would happen, I think that would be – we would be in for a show. That's all I'm going to say. There are going to be 50-point 50, 50 dunks, 60-point dunks, 
70 point dunks, probably 100 point dunks. Like, Bruh. Aaron Gordon's going to be jumping off a trampoline and going through the hoop. I don't know what's going to happen with these two, but that, that would be awesome. Hey, Ryan, hold on. Could I, hey, Steven, hey, Steven, bro, let me ask you a question because you're the one who posed the idea. Four pro dunkers, if you like, which one you would rather watch? Four pro dunkers or Aaron Gordon versus Zach Levine, the rematch? Probably four pro dunkers. It's not as juicy as it was. And Zach Levine, I don't think he has that bounce on him like that after coming off that injury. You think so? Bro, I don't know, bro. I think I think either one would be freaking crazy, but I think you know the league been clamoring for that joint for a minute now. Like when I know, like what was it? It might have been last season where Eric Gordon was like, yeah. I got basically I got played. Yeah. He was like, I'm not yeah. gonna do the dunk contest anymore. Yeah. I'm just like focus on whatever. You know the league was kind of hurting by that one because you know Aaron Gordon really could win it any year. It's just he just I don't know he just run, keep running into the wrong judges for real for real. I don't you know I don't know what's up with that one. I just think that in our generation, in terms of like us being people who have like been avid basketball fans over, I'm gonna say the cool. I'm I can't speak for everybody, but I know for me at least, I can say being an avid basketball fan, specifically like the last five to six years or so, like looking at like the league and even looking a little bit further back before then, like Zach Levine versus Aaron Gordon is like hands down probably like one of the like top five or top ten dunk contests like one v ones ever like ever so i definitely think that there's like a huge debate i can't be mad at you picking the pro dunkers though because i feel like we're just gonna see some ish that ain't nobody prepared for i mean you could probably say the same thing about eric gordon and zach levine but them pro dunkers they do this so (laughs) it's a you know it's a toss-up but i think either one would be cool to see ryan which one would you rather see bro I have to go with Zach Levine versus Aaron Gordon. I there is just something about that matchup, the sequel, that I would love to see. I think that it, it was interesting because I actually watched the 2016 dunk contest yesterday, and I saw how whatever Aaron Gordon did, Zach Levine did it slightly better. Except when Aaron Gordon floated midair, that one was that one was untouched. <laughs> but the way that those two could put on a show in Toronto, I think just it was amazing. And I do think Zach Levine, Zach Levine won that, but it was very close. I think 2020, that dunk contest with Aaron Gordon and Derek Jones Jr., Aaron Gordon was 100% robbed. When you dunk over a seven foot five taco fall, it's it's a sixty. That's that off that dunk was a sixty, too, bro. Off the rip, yeah. that wasn't like he didn't plan that. He just went out in the crowd and grabbed the tallest dude he could find, and Taco just happened to be in there with the shades on, cooling. And he was just like, "Yo, can, can I jump over you?" And Taco wasn't even with it at first, but he was just like, "Bump it," put his hands on his head and just said, "Make it quick." And bro, I'm not saying he cleared him, but like, come on, bro. Taco's huge, and he did it off the cusp. That joint was freestyle. Like you, a hundred percent right. It was it was a robbery. Like he he cleared him, and that was the only thing that he needed to do was clear him. Like I I still can't get over that he lost that dunk contest. But last year's All Star game, I think, topped 
any other all-star game that there's been in the past, I would say, 15 years. I'd say the last great all-star game was 2003 with Michael Jordan in his last one, and then it came down to a last-second foul. And I have to say that that was maybe the best all-star game. But I want to get Steven's take on this. Since we're talking about old all-star games, old dunk contest, what is your favorite all-star game or all-star game memory? All-star game? Yeah, all-star game or all-star game memory. Hmm. Honestly, all of them just being probably last year was for sure probably the best ever I had ever since I watched basketball because most likely or most of the time they always trying to just for the MVP is not competitive. Last year, for sure, we just like, man, they matching up. First one to score mm-hmm. wins the game. I was into it. Like, probably last year, for sure, man. Everybody was engaging to it. Everybody was doing it for COVID and everything like that. For sure. Probably last year, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Jalen, what do you think? Do you think last year's was the best, or do you think that there was another all-star game that was better? I mean, last year's was definitely cool. I think that was the most competitive we've seen in a while. Um, Man, in terms of favorite All-Star game in particular, that one would be like some kind of deep dive stuff. I'll definitely say that some of my favorite moments from All-Star weekends in general, though, have been like a lot of like the interesting dunk contest winners that we've had, especially as somebody like me that like is kind of like delved back. There's like some really interesting names in there, like, Jason Richardson won a dunk contest. He won like multiple, like, like and for our generation, we remember Jason Richardson as like a three point shooter for Orlando. Like, you know, he was just another one of those three point shooters next to Dwight, uh, Dwight Howard with Hito Turkoglu and those guys, uh, you know, uh, Jermaine Nelson and stuff like, you know, stuff like that. So, I mean, that's an interesting one. Nate Robinson winning that one was always kind of like a, you know, an interesting case as well. Um, and just over his overall, his like overall um, performance, I would say the one that had the Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon dunk contest one in that one was pretty good. I wasn't, was that the year that Kyrie won the all-star game MVP? I think um, I would have to go back and fact check that one, but I think overall that, because the dunk contest was actually good, that actually made the whole weekend a lot better. Because I feel like when the dunk contest is good and the game is good, the weekend is good. You know what I mean? So I think that was definitely – I think that 2016 area was, like, probably one of the better ones. But I I can't really fault Stephen O'Pickett last year, though, because that was probably the most competitive all-star game we've seen in a grip, like in a good little while, maybe since the last time that there was that whole Kobe versus LeBron thing where like LeBron, for whatever reason, would not take the last shot in a 1v1. But like that game, that was probably the last time it seemed like they was really playing for all the marbles before last season. So last season set the bar. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they try to follow that up if we get a game. Right. I think the interesting thing, though, too, is like, Last year's All-Star game was so great that it almost exceeded the potential of all the previous All-Star games before this one. Because, like, I remember, I think the 2017 All-Star game, it was it was very lopsided. And I just, I watched the first quarter and just couldn't watch the rest of the game because I just wasn't interested in watching it. Watching last year's All-Star game was amazing. 
because it was it reminded you that this is the league that the league's best are on that stage. Like when we saw the when we saw the close foul or when, when we saw the uh, the goaltending call late in the game, that was a huge call. I think Anthony Davis missing the first free throw and then ending it on the second one. I think that was just that was just amazing. That was an amazing moment to close out an all-star game. And I think that like that ties when Michael Jordan won the uh, 2003 all-star game with a couple of free throws. But I just feel like there are so many memories that there really isn't just one that you can think of. But I want to close the podcast out with this question since we were talking about dunk contest. Stephen, I want to start with you. Is there a, is there a, or do you have like a favorite dunk contest memory or is there a dunk contest that you think is better than the rest? Probably I'll probably put, if I was to rank three of them, I'll probably put the one when Vince Carter was in there. The year he, mm-hmm. it was over, it's over, ladies and gentlemen. Probably that one. And I'll put Zach Levine. Versus Aaron Gordon. And probably the third one. Probably the one with the White Hour is stupid, man. Whenever Kenny hypes it up, Kenny just makes, I don't know, Kenny just makes the dunk contest a little bit juice. Like, probably those three. Jalen, what do you think? I mean, I think you pick good ones. I think that honestly, the Vince Carter one might have been like, arguably the best one just because like somehow like he got Tracy McGrady to also do it which was also hilarious to me because like you know of course they're like related and everything like that but the funny thing about it was like if you listen to Tracy talk about that dunk contest like he wanted no problems with that he knew that basically that was a dunk contest where you were competing for a second because and it was funny because in that same dunk contest, despite like knowing or assuming that like, oh, you're competing for second place behind Vince in any other year, if Vince were not in it, Tracy would have won. And I think that's what made that one like extremely interesting is because of the fact that like it really was legit a race for second place because Vince set the bar so high. So I have to put Vince number one and then obviously Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon number two, because. First of all, that's the homie, but also second of all, that was just like one of the biggest showdowns ever. And then th- if I had to go three, what a third one would be. Hey, Amen. Uh, Cuda, I believe I can fly, bro. I think that the, the Jordan soar was still pretty clean. So, I mean, that was that, you know, that was an airwalk move. So I thought that was pretty dope as well. So I'd probably those three, that would be crazy. That was crazy. The way that I look at it, though, is like, Vince Carter brought the dunk contest back to prominence because if you remember, there wasn't a dunk contest the past two years. And the last one was in 97, the year that Kobe won. And like Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, I would also say Steve Francis, those three guys put on a show in 2000. Um, I would have to say like a couple of my, my other favorite ones, like Dwight Howard flying through the air, Superman, the, the Kenny Smith call, like that, that was just, that that was amazing, but it was also funny because Kevin, because not Kevin, uh, Kenny Smith was always like hyping up the dunk contest, like you said, Stephen. Um, and then when he was hyping up Blake Griffin when he was going to jump over the car, 
I I was <laughs> I thought it was just funny because he I he he, he was hyping it up like uh Blake Griffin was uh, was about to jump over like a Ford F one fifty. <laughs> and he was he was jumping yeah. over the car, and I think what was it like Baron Davis threw it to him while he was inside the car. I I thought that was funny too, but um, the 2016 dunk contest I thought that was legendary, and then the 2020 dunk contest with Derek Jones Jr. and Aaron Gordon I would love to see her. I would love to see a dunk contest between uh, Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon, but I also want to see a dunk contest between uh, Michael Jordan. Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, and Derek Jones Jr. Like that, that's my that's my where greatest of all time. Did, where in the world did Derek Jones Jr. come from in that mix? What in the world? <laughs> Talk about an no, all-time. Yeah. But I mean he, he won he won 2007 or 2017. No, nah, he gets bouncy though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I would say, you know, Derek Jones Jr. because he had two great dunk contest performances 2017 and 2020 michael jordan because of his battles with dominique i would say that's like my 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 mount rushmore of dunk contest uh the dunk contest participants but before we transition to our question of the day steven do you have anything that you would like to promote uh just check me out i level zero 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 that's my uh instagram you're in need of a Basketball contact and watch some basketball mixtape. Uh, yeah, check it out. Check it out. And LeBron James, if you're listening, Stephen wants yeah, to do a mixtape. LeBron James for sure. That one's coming. So, sure. so where can people find you on social media? Uh, pretty much Instagram. What I'm really using it. I also have a YouTube, uh, Stephen Official. Yeah, I'm on there the most with the basketball contact and stuff. Is my I love with Stephen Official on YouTube. Pretty much that. So transitioning to our question of the day for our fans, what is your favorite dunk contest memory or favorite all-star game memory? We would like to thank our guest, Stephen, for joining us today on the Hoop Talk podcast, and we will see you guys next episode. Peace!